Hello and welcome to the latest Coleman Had a Dream podcast. We are going intercontinental today as I am coming to you live from Boston and Ruth, as you can tell by all the weird noises in the background, is in Tanzania. Say hello, Ruth. <laughs> hello, everyone. Uh, if we can hear some weird noises in the background, um, some children shouting or some monkey noises, um, that is a legitimate thing and one of the problems we are having to overcome today. So many apologies if anything weird like that happens. Um, we're going to be talking about the squad announcement, a game, uh, the game against Trinidad and Tobago, but also um, a little bit of a, a bit of a thought on the Slovakia game coming up uh, in about ten days or so. So first of all, um, the squad has got thirty-one players in it. Um, I was a little bit surprised by that because that's obviously a hell of a lot of players. When you'd like to have thought at this stage of the game, um, we pretty much know what's going to happen. Agreed. I mean, I'm I'm still trying to be hopeful about it. it. It does concern me that he's called up that many. But whether he's working on the basis that he's going to almost have a, a completely different 16 for each game, uh, I'm kind of hoping that's what he's looking at with this with that particular number. And also whether he just wants to call people in on the basis that he's not seen people since the autumn. Um, in a training camp, and so perhaps just wants to touch base with a few people as well. No, I, I agree with you. I think those were my thoughts on it. Initially, I was a bit surprised. Well, I, I am a little bit surprised with with the numbers, and especially some of the names. Like, I, is there any need for Declan John, for example, to be in there? I thought that was a bit of an odd one, for example. But like you say, he probably just wants to speak to them. Um, but also, I'd imagine that the Trinidad team is going to be completely different from the from the Slovakia team so that has probably got a lot to do with it he's just given himself two big squads isn't he and almost two different squads for for two very very different games yeah yeah hopefully yes um I on our blog have done a starting lineup that I thought we should play against Trinidad um and I, uh, I don't know if you've seen that uh, over in Tanzania or anywhere else in the world, listeners. Um, I went for Adam Davis in goal, Gunter at right back, Lawrence, Lockyer and Taylor completing a back four, Matt Smith and Will Volks. Volks. How do you do, how do we, we've got another unpronounceable name um, as like holding midfielders. Dan James on the right, Matondo on the left, Wilson as a 10 with Volks up front. Um, have you got anything, any suggestions that you would like put, like to put forward as what you would like to see start that game? Yeah, I actually went down a slightly different route. Um, so I was going to start Ward because I, I just want to see what the kinks are at the minute and whether there's, you know, whether he's up to being remaining our, our number two at the minute with the level of play he's getting. Fair enough. And then across the back, back four, I agree with you with with Gunter on the right and Taylor on the left, but I put in Lockyer and, and Dummett as my centre-backs Right. with S- Smith and Vokes just in front of them. And then up front, I would I think I would go James um, and then Tom Lawrence, although I was reading very briefly earlier that it looks like Darby might pull the plug on his involvement. Yeah, I read that as well. Um, and then Ben Woodburn... And then I think he'll Giggs will go Tyler Roberts up front. I just don't, for some reason he doesn't seem to value Vokes, so I think he'll go Roberts. And you think he'll play Roberts up front with James, or do you think James will play out wide? I think I think they're more likely to put Roberts 
up front, but I can see that being a switch that they make. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know if you've heard about the Edge Foff um, podcast uh, mm-hmm. with Giggs, but he he was talking about, obviously, James's his pace and stuff like that. I would actually... I, I quite like the idea of James being given a bit of a role up front because I know he's not mm-hmm. going to go and, you know, I don't think he's the sort, he's not an out-and-out striker, is he? But that sort of pace must would be absolutely terrifying. Yeah, and he can clearly finish, so... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, not like, it's not like he hasn't got that skill. Yeah. I, I mean, for what it's worth, I think, I think yours might be a little bit closer to the mark in terms of what gigs will actually go for. I agree he'll probably mm-hmm. start warding goal. I think Ash will probably start both games. Um alongside Lawrence in this one, I think. Um, Taylor and Gunter, I think he'll play. Um, but Taylor could be Dummett, as you've suggested. Smith and Ampadu, I think he'll start as holding midfielders because Ampadu needs the game time. Um, mm-hmm. With Roberts as a 10 behind Vokes. I still think he'll play Vokes because, again, I think he won't want to risk anyone else that will obviously have a big role to play in the Slovakia game. No, I think that's... I, I agree with you. I think that the, what's happening in Wrexham is is very much a B team right now, isn't it? And there's almost more. I think our first eleven, then you know, might be at, at most you're perming from thirteen, yeah. whereas the second the second eleven you're probably perming from the other twenty. Um, That's fair, so I think yeah. it's very hard to be sure what's happening in in that game. I agree with you. I agree, and I think there's going to be a hell of a lot of changes and I think a lot of people um, are going to get game time because again I've, I noticed they've worded it and I don't know I still don't really understand what it means but it's, it's, it's been worded as a challenge match again so I'm not sure if this is one of those where they don't give caps out for in the end or they're just going to make 300 substitutions I'm not really sure what is going to end up happening mm-hmm. um, looking forward to the Slovakia game Gig said in that interview that he's already chosen his starting 11 with the exception of one place that's up for grabs I mean I think we could probably figure out most of what that starting 11 is going to be uh, for the Slovakia game what do you think that one position is um, I think it might be his centre half yeah I, I agree with you there what, combination, what a combination to go there out of interest who would you go for as the starting back four in that game, yeah. I, I think he'll I think he'll have Ash and Mepham as the centre backs and Roberts and Davies outside them. I, I I'm not sure it would be right. I'm not sure it would be the four I would go with. No, I'm with I, you. I suspect that's the four he's going to go with. No, I, I entirely agree that I think that's what he'll do, but it's not what I would do. I, I personally mm-hmm. would go Roberts. I would go uh, Mepham alongside Ben Davis as centre-half with Dummett as left-back. Is that what you would do as well? Um, given we haven't got Rodden, I think so. I just think Ash is in such terrible form. Um, and the new Stoke manager, what's his name? Uh, Jones. Jones. He doesn't seem to trust Ash or fancy him that much. Um, and a friend of mine mm-hmm. who's a QPR fan um, saw the Stoke QPR game and he said he trusts him so little at centre-half when Ash came on as a substitute he came on as like a holding midfielder um, which I think is bizarre so I mean any game time you know some of the game time he has been even getting recently he's been played out of position Um, so I just 
I don't know. I just don't. I, basically, I don't trust him in that role in in what's going to be a massive, massive game. Um, so Interesting. I was, yeah, exactly. It's a it's a bit of a a bit of a just a bit of an odd one, really. And I and I think for that main reason that he's not really playing much, and if he is, he's obviously even playing some out, out games out of position. Um, I just don't think in such a big game I would trust him as the centre half. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but I think he's committing to Ash as the captain at the minute, so I think he's going to play. Yeah, I think I, I think you're I think you're absolutely right. I think he will. Um, I was I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen um, in midfield as well because I think we all know who's going to play in terms of Alan Ampadu and Ramsey. Um, but again, on the Edgefoff podcast and, and his interview there, he was talking about Ramsey being able to play a kind of variety of roles. And he obviously maybe prefers him to be kind of a number eight than a number 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I would much, much prefer to see Ramsey kind of almost given a free role in behind Bale and just kind of told, go for your life, mate, do what you want. Yeah, I think if you can let the combination of Brooks and Wilson and Ramsey and Bale just free reign at the front, it's going to frighten the hell out of any defence that they're up against. I agree, I agree. And I think, you know, for whilst Joe Allen hasn't been set in the championship on fire, we know what he's capable of. And I think it's a great little partnership. He'll he'll strike up again with Ampadu in that game. So hopefully <laughs> that will kind of, hopefully not expose Ash too much. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we, we talked a little bit last time about the fact that they seem to be quite, a bit of an aging team. Um, and I suppose that goes in Ash's favour a little bit in that I don't think they've got anyone with kind of dynamic pace who can expose him in that way. So even if there's someone running at them, I think Ampadu is so good at tracking back that there should be coverage for for Ash and Mepham. Shouldn't there? Between between Joe Allen and Ethan Ampadu, you feel like you've got such ability to read the game and and track the pass and track the runner that I would I would hope that we're providing extra coverage there anyway. No, I think I think that's I think that's fair, and you'd like to think that Ampadu, like you say, has got enough about him and reads the game well enough that he'd be able to kind of pick up those sort of spots. Um, is there anyone who you would really like to see feature in that uh, Trinidad game who you've not really seen before or not seen much of? This is one that I'm actually operating from a notebook rather than my phone, which is like old school here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I mean, I'm intrigued with seeing a bit more of James Lawrence because I think that has some potential good coverage there that, you know, that we we need. Um, And um, and obviously I'm interested in what Will Vokes might potentially be able to bring to the table um i also want to see what what matt smith is doing because i think he might be the sort of next man up um if we have midfield issues absolutely so again i'd like i'd like to see how what he's been doing for for 20 is actually translated um at this level yeah so i wonder although i picked him for the trinidad and tobago team i wonder whether he might be held back just because he might be too important to risk for as coverage for the Slovakia game. No, that's fair. So who else would start with, alongside Volks then, do you think, in that centre midfield? Someone like Lee Evans? Yeah, I think I would go for Evans. 
Steve Evans. Lee Evans is a comedian. Lee Evans. I think I would. <laughs> no, 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 it's Lee. <laughs> I'm a little bit hungover, Hello? so that that looks green. <laughs> Yeah, I would probably go for Lee Evans because I think he's always played well when we've used him. Yeah. Um, he's been really reliable. So, I'd, again, I'd like to see what he's up to of late. No, that's fair. And I think from what I've read, he's he's played a, a, a relatively solid amount of football. Um, mm -hmm. Which is obviously, like, which is vitally important in, in, in this circumstance to me, I think. Yeah. I agree. I think we've got too many players that are kind of fringe players at their clubs at the minute. Well, not too many. We've got a number that fall into that category. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, I think, like I, I, my blog, I've said Evans has played 29 time for, times for Wigan this year. So he's, you know, he's having a, he's having a good run and he's having a good year. Mm -hmm. uh, equally, yep. George Thomas was another one, I think. I know he's, he's playing for Scunthorpe, but I think he'd be a good person to get on. Um and see what else he can do, having had a lot of football behind him through this year, even if it is in League One. Yeah, I mean, the, the squad is big enough that you could almost place two separate teams for the two halves against Trinidad and Tobago, if that's what you were, if you were interested in giving everyone a run out. Yeah, absolutely. And like, to be honest, I think we we'll probably will see something like that. I think, I, I, I think his aim is probably to grab a, a goal in the first half, um, and you'd like to think we can do that. And from there just give everyone a bit of game time in the second half then once the once the game has won if, mm -hmm. I mean, if that's if that's possible obviously one more thing i just wanted to mention uh, again which i did mention on the blog is is gigs is obviously i've heard some wild comments this week um after especially after the whole carrington training ground situation um which initially i've got to be honest i was i was a bit frustrated because i thought that was one of the big reasons we were going to to north wales is to kind of promote what that area has to offer in, in a football capacity but the more and more I've thought about it um, and the more and more I've thought about what's best for the players which is ultimately all that matters if all the players want to do it then do you know what? it doesn't matter if we're if we're training on the moon really if that's what the players think is best for them um, then I would you know happily go forward with that yeah I haven't got a problem with them using Carrington for this particular game um, but once Collier's Park is open, which should be in two months or so, um, which is effectively, you know, Dragon Park North uh, that they're putting in in Wrexham, yeah. I would be really disappointed if, if a, the same set of circumstance came up and then we use Carrington. I agree. I agree. Um, and I think... And I know, he ha I know he has announced that he's going to use Collier's for one of the uh, training sessions pre the double header in in June. He's going to have one session there with I think with the younger players, if if I understood rightly. Yes. And then and then a proper training camp in in Portugal. So, um, to my mind, that seems a good kind of first use of that location, sort of iron out the kinks a little bit with the with the the under twenty ones or the you know whatever how however that's quite being described that group. Yeah. Um, and that would that would be Collier's Park Park's first use by the national team, and to my mind, that just seems a, a good way of doing it, as opposed to parachuting in the main squad to use it the first time. No, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as as I said, for this for this instance, I'll live with them going to Manchester, but I'd, I'd be angry if it's if it's repeated. Um, no, absolutely, me too. 
Um, I think the one thing I've found most interesting about all of this, though, is that I have seen some, and, you know, we have not exactly been Giggs's, uh, we've not been flying his flag, I think it's fair to say. Um, but I have seen some utterly bizarre comments on Twitter, uh, including people almost hoping that we lose that first game so that it's an excuse to get rid of gigs. Now, as as much as I, you know, I'm not his biggest admirer, the last thing I want is for him to lose his first game, um, regardless of what the outcome of that would be. And I, I think it's so important, regardless of every, anyone's opinion, us included, have got to be 100% behind him and the team now going into this because he... He needs our support. He deserves our support. The players do. And the outcome of all of this is 100% the most important thing. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we've, we've thrown up questions in previous podcasts, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that we want to find reasons for him not to be our manager. Because if there's reasons for him not to be our manager, it means things aren't going well. Exactly. And that's the last thing we that's the last thing we want. Exactly. Um, so on that basis, the most important thing now is is a positive start in these qualifiers. How it happens doesn't matter. We've just got to get a positive start. I agree, I agree. Um just to wrap up our little mini pod here, um <laughs> I wanted to do our favourite thing, uh, which is make a prediction. Oh, for sake. <laughs> <laughs> I love how much you hate I'm it. 7, 000, I'm 7,000 miles away. Don't I get away with <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I, starting with the Trinidad game, I think we'll put out, you know, whether it's which, whichever combination of players he chooses, I, I just don't see a way that we're not strong enough to, to beat them. And I think Giggs will want to make a statement, mm-hmm. especially ahead of the bigger game, especially because it's in North Wales and we haven't played there for a long, long time. I think we yeah. will win that game 3-1. Okay. What about you? I'm going 4-0. 4-0? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect you to say that. Um, <laughs> looking at the obviously the key game, the Slovakia game, um, yep. I think it's going to be a much tighter and closer affair. I really do think, though, that some of our bigger players, like Bale, I think has almost got a bit of a point to prove because of the way things are in Madrid. And Ramsey's playing outstanding. Mm-hmm. I think he's got man of the match in his last four games or something, something like that. So I've, I think... And Brooks is obviously playing brilliantly. I think it, that little attacking group, I think, would just be too much for Slovakia. And I think we'll have a repeat of the Euros result, where I think we will win 2-1. Oh, that was my prediction. Oh. In that case, we're buggered, because we never get these right. <laughs> well, we apologise, everyone, for ruining yeah, this. Yeah, I was going to go 2-1 as well. Well, there you go. Well, that's quite a positive note to end on, I think. I think we've both agreed on something, which is the first time that's happened in the last three months or so. So we'll, I'll take that. Well, on that, okay. on, that, on that pleasant note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. Please do read uh, my blog on colemansdream.wordpress.com um, and keep an eye out for more stuff, blogs and podcasts around the two big games that we're looking forward to. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.